Whatever it is you want to do in life, you'll be able to do. It's always you versus you. That it doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are, you can achieve anything that you set your mind to. Spend the rest of your natural life waking up and going after it. This is my purpose, and you will not stop me. You are listening to Mojo Sports. Hello, uh, Mojo Sports fans. Welcome to season two of the In Focus Show. And I'm one of your hosts, Lainey Yarrowsmith. Here at the In Focus Show, we take a bit more of a deep dive into the lives, background, and aspirations of our guests and hear about them beyond their sporting pursuits. However, in some episodes this season, we will use this forum to reveal a little bit more about our fellow Mojo Sports panelists so our listeners get to hear more about the voices that they hear on our other shows. So, our guest joining us today, is a Mojo Sports panellist, and you will hear her voice on the Women in League show. She plays hooker for the Newcastle Knights and New South Wales Harvey Norman Women's Premiership Competition. She's a representative in the Tasha Gale Cup. She's lived in the Hunter region for most of her life and works in Newcastle. It is perhaps no surprise she is a loyal Newcastle Knights fan and has a player in their women's New South Wales team. She's extremely loyal and she bleeds red and blue. If you've ever tuned in to hear our guest, you'll know she's succinct in her analysis and as a player brings that insight which puts into perspective for our listeners the vision, urgency and attention needed when playing and what players will have running through their minds when on the field. Without further ado, I extend a very warm hello and a welcome to the InFocus show, Monica Lee Morris. Hey, Lainey. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be on the show. Oh, you're very welcome. You're very welcome. We're, I'm obviously reaching, uh, well, speaking to you, you're at home, are you? Uh, correct, yep. And how's the weather been in Newcastle? Because there's been an awful lot of rain lately here. Yeah, well, I, I live in um, Maitland and Maitland's actually been classed a disaster zone. So, oh um, yeah, we've got flash flooding and road closures everywhere, but where I live, I'm pretty safe and I can still get to and from work. So that's the main thing. Wow. Okay. Wow. I noticed behind you, for anyone um, who's listening, may not notice this, but but um, hanging behind Mon, um, actually, can I call you Mon? Of course. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> I'm hanging behind uh, Mon is a Newcastle Knights shirt I can see in the background. Is that one of your um, playing shirts, is it? Yeah, correct. It's my um, Tasha Gale um, playing shirt. It's the jersey that I got um, when we represented the um, like in the Tasha Gale Cup back in 2019. We made the grand final. Um, we unfortunately didn't win the grand final, but it's just still got my name on the jersey and the year and the date and everything when we made the grand final. So it's very um, special jersey. Yeah, it's probably one of those lifetime, um, you know, sort of memorabilia type of items that you'll eventually get it framed no doubt I thought with all the I thought with all the rain that you've all been having that it was just you know extra laundry drying in the background (laughs) 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 oh Mon thank you for joining us as well today and on the In Focus show look I've been especially excited to talk to you because um there's a lot that uh a lot of our listeners here um, in terms of your analysis and takes in the game, but there's not much that they know about you and what you get up to. Although anyone who does uh, turn up to matches and um, watch television would see you on the field. But, you know, let's get in and dive in a little bit more to look, find out about yourself. So take us back. Growing up with your family, um, tell me, I mean, you've you've been playing footy for a while, it shows. So you play rugby league. Um, I just want to find out where did the passion come from and uh, how did it all start? Uh, well, for me, um, I live in a household. There's um, Growing up, there were six of us. There's mum, dad, 
um, my older brother, older sister, myself, my younger brother. Um, and we're all mad footy fans. We all support a different team in the house. So, you know, there's a lots of rivalry going on every week when one of our teams is up against the other team. Um, and yeah, my, my family's just been um, rugby league mad since I can remember. And from a very early age, I remember um, I've, I've always looked up to my pop and my pops are mad St. George supporter. So I followed in my pop's footsteps and I follow St. George. Even though I, I love the Knights, uh, Knights are dear to my heart, I still um, back the Red V all the way. Wait, um, wait. So just to interrupt really quickly there. Yep. If, if, um, if you had the choice of two shirts to save uh, from a fire, would it be a St. George or will it be a Newcastle Knights? It'd have to be a St. George one. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah. No, continue, continue. Um, um, unless it was that jersey, I'd save that jersey. But if it was, yeah, if it was my uh, St. George one, I'd have to save that one. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Well, yeah. that's good for us and the listeners to know. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, just basically growing up, always watching football. Um, my older brother and older sister actually grew up playing soccer. So I did that to start with. I did two years of um soccer from the ages of seven to eight and then um I was just played around with the I always played touch footy at school with my friends like the boys and that I didn't have girlfriends in primary school I had I just hung out with the boys because I love to play footy with them so um they just they just told me to um sign up to the local footy team um which was the West Maitland Red Dogs and right. I played with them from the ages of um, nine to twelve. Um, so yeah, that's kind of where my footy career kicked off. Um, and yeah, it's just been a part of my life since I can remember. Yeah, wow. So I know um, ordinarily, uh, sort of twelve years old is when um, the rugby league sort of uh, career, early career uh, for young women um, sort of ends, and then between 12 and um, I think it's usually around about the 18, 18 years old or 17, there's there's no um, opportunity available because there's no girls comp. So um, did you end up playing like touch football or rugby or, you know, other sort of sports in between before you um, went back to uh, rugby league? Yeah, I um, I played touch football um, from the age of, 12 and I still play currently so I picked up touch football but considering that's only a um summer sport so that only runs from about October to February um it it kind of didn't take up the whole of the year for me so I actually got into and started um being a junior referee I refereed um for three years I refereed from ages under sixes up to under 15s I think was the oldest I ever did um I, I ran the lines for senior games, um, reserve grade games and stuff like that. So, yeah, um, refereeing was was a great thing to get into because it, it expanded my knowledge on the game and the yeah. rules and seeing it from a different aspect as well was really cool because I've always played. Um, yeah. And then seeing it and being involved in the game in a different way was pretty cool to be a part of as well. Yeah, nice. And how did that end up um sort of changing how you behaved as well on the field, you know, knowing what a referee's going through, um, uh, like, you know, your responses to particular decisions um, and, and also how you would calm down the rest of your team if there was a uh, decision they were particularly opposed to. Yeah, well, um, it definitely, like, not that I, um, I'm a, I always 
um, pride myself being a very respectful quite person. Um, and that carries on into the football field. Um, I try and keep my cool as much as I can. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, it just kind of like made me more aware of like how hard the referee's job actually is. You know, they're not just standing there blowing a whistle. They yeah. have to make decisions. They have to be able to see everything. They've got to make sure that everybody is safe as well. And, you know, not only the players on the field, they've got like, you know, hundreds of people yelling at them on the sidelines, telling them that that's the wrong call and stuff like that. And so it um, definitely gave me a better understanding and a way more appreciation for referees. Um, yeah. And whenever I've been playing and my, my teammates have said something, I've, I've just been like, well, look, listen, like, you know, the referee, this is why they've made that call. Like, you know, it's it's in the rule book. It might be a silly rule, but it's in the rule book and you just got to move past it because once a referee makes a call, that's it. So, yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like sometimes um, you know, any appeal from you, whether it be formal or informal, is not really going to reverse his or her yeah. decision. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. How true, how true. And so who were some of the athletes or people along your life? Like you mentioned your pop, um, who was a bit of an inspiration and um, a lover of St. George Illawarra Dragons. But um, like who were some of the athletes or, you know, others around you who uh, sort of inspired your love of rugby league and sort of helped sort of push you along to pursue it? Um, I would say um, I I always looked up to the Morris Twins, in the NRL, um, just because one, Brett Morris was a NRL Dragon superstar. He's my all-time favorite player, and just I used to tell everybody that Brett and Josh Morris were my cousins because we <laughs> have the same last name. Oh um, my goodness! You know, <laughs> can I just say, Mon, before um, I started looking into your background to prepare myself for this interview, I did actually wonder whether you were related to them. <laughs> yeah, well, um, if you had asked me, you know, when I was ten years old, I would have told you yes. So. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I've always looked up to them. Um, other people that have kind of inspired me and helped me, uh, definitely my parents, my mum and dad, uh, definitely my biggest believers. Um, you know, anything that I've wanted to do in my life, they have supported me 100%. Like, it, it, it's actually quite, um, it's quite I, I, ironic um, because my mum, owned and was a ballet teacher for 20 years 25 years and I I grew up dancing from 18 months old two years old I was dancing and then as soon as I hit about you know um eight I wanted to play football so mum being this this um uh, ballerina and ballerina teacher Mm. you know um had her first little girl and then I um I I grew up to be a footy player so (laughs) I I always found that quite um ironic and a lot of our family does um but yeah like as I said my mum and dad always pushed me um and just believed in me and backed me like with whatever I wanted to do so I'm very thankful for them um and then probably as I said the boys that I used to hang around with and were friends with in primary school um they kind of pushed me to get into rugby league like you know I used to play with them lunch times and recesses at, at school yeah. and they said just go and go and um try for the school footy team so I did I'd, I've never played football in my life and and I and I got in and then from there I, I signed up to my junior club and and the rest was history pretty much so if it wasn't for those boys kind of pushing me along and saying yeah you should you should play with us then I probably may not have gotten into it so wow. yeah 
Well, that's like good friendships, you know. Yeah. Obviously at that time, you know, it doesn't matter what gender you are, go ahead and push for it. And I love the fact that your parents were just so supportive. Has your mum like sort of forgiven you that you <laughs> decide to continue a sort of a, a career in ballet? Well, my mum is a diehard Newcastle Knights fan. Yeah. So the the fact that I play for the Newcastle Knights now, mum definitely has forgiven me. And um I, I can say that, you know, when she first, when I first started playing and um, mum would used to come and watch me play, she was very like worried about me getting hurt. But then she was actually probably more worried for the people I was up against because I, <laughs> I was just a rat bag on the field, you know, I just crazy. I wasn't afraid of anyone or anything and I'd put my body in front of anybody. So yeah, um, mum's, mum's forgiven me for sure. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds great. Yeah, well, I, I mean, sort of as I think about the fact that you know you sort of put your body on the line you know so selflessly like that obviously you've got some passion when you're on the field you're eager to get the win but you're also eager to do your part in order to (laughs) to see the success for the team um as a hooker though um just thinking about there's a there's a lot involved um you know playing that position I mean you've got to have ball handling skills good rugby league brain um, and I guess you would be um, someone who gets targeted quite a lot. So you'd have to spend quite a bit of prep to make sure that you're able to not only um, physically be able to overcome your opponents, uh, but also just sort of keep working. Are you quite a fit person, a lot of prep, um, you know, thinking about those early days of you playing and um, you now, um, do you find that? just as fearless or even more fearless and more determined when you're on the field these days um yeah I guess um I'm I've always been like I've played a range of positions growing up like when I started playing rugby league I was a winger a fullback I played a little bit in the lock position um and then when I hit um like 15 and started playing with the girls I found myself in that dummy half hooker role um, and that's just that's just my role, and it's it's um the the role that I'm I'm the best at. Like you know, I haven't really since been um, playing with the females. I haven't um, tried any other positions yeah. um, because I, I I just love playing hooker. Um, I'm I'm nine times out of ten, one hundred percent the smallest on the field. I'm I'm five foot two, so I'm not very big at all. And um, I'm smack bang in the middle of the field, but I wouldn't have it any other way um, because I love getting in and doing that hard work. I love, I love tackling. Um, Even when there's, you know, a huge six, six foot seven girl running at me, that's, you know, three times my size. I, um, I'm, you know, I'm thinking, holy, 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 you know, (laughs) this is a, this is a big girl, but at the same time, like, you know, I wouldn't have it any other way because I, I love that competitiveness and I love people thinking that they can run at me and I'd just be a pushover like I'll I'll put my body on the line you may run the you may run over me but (laughs) you know I'll wait I'll I'll try and hold your ground yeah yeah I try and hold on as long as I can for my bigger teammates to come in um but yeah like I suppose prep and everything like that um for my role um especially being in the night system um the last 12 or so months I've I've been um, trying to, uh, obviously, it's, it's a little bit tricky with um, my schedule sometimes, but I've been trying to um, uh, work on my dummy half service and just little skills of picking up, like, you know, 
Yeah. I, I know. I know. I'm not. I'm not a very fast player. Um, but I, I want to be a very, I know I'm a very smart player. So I just want to make sure that um, I've got all the best tools in my toolbox that I'm able to just whip out and, you know, it just kind of comes second nature to me. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's what I've kind of been trying to work on a little bit. I've been also trying to work on a little bit of um, muscle building because um, I want to get stronger. I want to be able to not get thrown around so much in the middle. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's, it's all about development and, and learning and everything like that. Yeah, no, that's actually, yeah, that's great. I was, uh, the two things that you said, you mentioned um, schedule and you yeah. also mentioned toolbox, which I think is kind of like two words. <laughs> it's a natural segue. Um, so, I mean, one of the things I want to ask you about, because in your professional career, you are a carpenter, you're an apprentice carpenter. So these are this is the role that you do off the field in order to earn the bucks, but also to um, help um, set yourself up for a um, qualified trade. Um, and so, I mean, naturally, of course, you use a toolbox <laughs> as part of your job. But like in scheduling, when, it, uh, when I think about it, because I mean, like there's work, there's sport, there's training, um, I mean, there's not much social life and then there's mojo. I mean, how do you balance it or um, and ensure that you get enough rest, you know, recuperation and, you know, give everything the appropriate commitment? Um, yeah, I have a very flat out schedule. Um, I, you know, a lot of, especially my grandparents, they say to me, look, I don't know how you do it. Like, you know, you got to slow down a bit because you're just running rampant at the moment. And, um, but I've, I've always been very full-on and on the go since I was a, a very young age like I always had stuff going on um and I've grown up seeing my parents be very hard workers and my parents um you know juggling sometimes two to three jobs at once wow. so I it's I've kind of grown up into that hard working busy schedule life um yeah. and I wouldn't have it any other way I think I'd get I'd get too bored if I just like I, I know when um, COVID happened and there was the lockdowns and everything and I was literally just going to work and coming home. I had so much free time. I didn't know what to do with myself, you know. Um, so I, I, I balance it pretty well, you know. I, I, um, I work a 40-hour week, so I work five days a week. Um, sometimes if I've got a free Sunday or a free hour, a couple of hours on a Saturday or whatever, I um, also do a couple of hours work at one of my friend's cafes and I also do some of my own work, like um, – kind of um you know helping friends out with renovations and stuff like that that I've been doing yeah. um and then I train anywhere between two to five nights a week um it just kind of like Depends. now that the mm. yeah now that the Harvey Norman season has finished for us um I'm just training with club footy but any nights that I'm not training I'm going to the gym and you know working out and stuff like that mm. um and then obviously mojo that's on a that we do our show on a Sunday um so that takes up kind of like you know about a one quarter of my Sunday afternoon just prepping and you know filming and stuff like that um and then my friends and my social life um yeah I I I still see my friends catch up with my friends as much as I can um but yeah I don't have a lot of time to myself and free time but in saying that like I do love the busy lifestyle that I live yeah 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 just that constant pace always be working you know yeah <laughs> yeah well, do rolling. it while I'm do it while I'm young you know like you know may not be able to 
do as many things as when, when I get a little bit older. So I, I just think might as well do it while I can. Yeah, no, yeah. Credit to you that you can. Um, when, when you get to my age, <laughs> you'll be looking back and thinking, how on earth was I able to do all that? But no, great yeah. that you can. Great that you can. Yeah. Um, I wanted to also uh, just sort of discuss the fact that, you know, you are a, an apprentice. You work in what is perhaps... Um, well, I, I guess a mostly male-dominated industry. I remember reading a um, stat somewhere that um, I think about uh, thirty, sorry, three percent of the tradies um, of the tradie sort of workforce are women, uh, yeah. or less than less than three percent, I think it is. And they're trying to encourage them to get more into it. So, I mean, I mean, I'm interested. I'm hoping our listeners would also be too to find out. I mean. What was the um, what was the interest um, into moving into obviously what is already a you know like I said male dominated area but obviously you like to work with your hands there would and being outdoors I'm sure there's a lot of parallels between you know being a carpenter and um, and rugby league um, and a lot of attention to detail that's um, definitely required um, you know explain um to me and to others you know what was the interest that took you there and um how are you finding it and what are some of the challenges as well of uh working in that industry um so how I first got into it I finished up my high school um in year 10 and I didn't really know what I wanted to do like I didn't know whether I wanted to go to year 11 and 12 um I didn't know whether I wanted to find a full-time job I, I wasn't quite sure and um one of my really, really good family friends, he is pretty much like my um, adopted brother. He's two years older than me. Um, he started um, at the Hunter Trade College in Talara and he started his um, certificate two in carpentry and, and um, you know, um, started doing an apprenticeship and everything like that. And that kind of um, really took my interest. And I just started asking him a bunch of questions one day about how to get into it and then I just was like you know what like I want to be I want to be a carpenter like I, I want to or at first actually I, I thought I wanted to be a, a electrician um mm-hmm. and then I kind of re-evaluated re- and I thought oh I feel like I want to be able to like actually like you know build houses and, and build stuff with my hands and stuff like that you know I want to see finished products where yeah. you know electrical works it's all behind painted walls and stuff like that you know I, I want to be able to see the finished product and yeah. have I like to have that run your hands back. over it yeah run your yeah. hands over it you know take a photo stand proudly and say I did this <laughs> absolutely absolutely um I work at a company Indie Living um we build custom built homes in the Lake Macquarie um Central Coast Newcastle area um and it is, it's awesome because, you know, we're not doing the same thing every single day. You know, we are there from day one, you know, digging the into the mud for the footings and, and the platform for the concrete. And then we're there on the very last day, like cleaning up and vacuuming the carpet and handing the keys over to the owners. Like we do absolutely everything. And I am so lucky to be involved in a um a company like indie living because i feel so supported by my my supervisors and my co-workers and um they're very supportive of my footy they ask me every every monday did you win on the weekend did you score a try (laughs) you know they they're they're very supportive and um you know they've they've helped me so much and and just boosted my confidence and 
um, yeah, so I, um, the kind of challenges that I faced with my apprenticeship, not the current apprenticeship that I'm in, I did like a bit of work experience and stuff like that before I got my apprenticeship. And I did find a lot of the times I was underestimated because I am a female. Yeah. Um, I did face a little bit of um, uh, discrimination because I am a female and thought, oh, you can't do this because you're a girl, you're not strong enough, you know. And um, that just made me want to prove people wrong even more. Yeah, you sort of dig you know? your heels in again. I can hear this yeah. particular bit, a theme coming through where you're even more <laughs> determined to prove them wrong. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and the difference with indie living um, and my uh, supervisor and bosses, um, Ben and Greg, they didn't care that I was a girl. They just, the, the main thing they were concerned about is how well I worked within the team, our team at Indie Living. And, you know, Ben said, it doesn't matter if you're a male or female, if you work well with the team, then that's all that matters. Like, yeah. So so that was the difference between other companies and Indie Living. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Did you find yourself going, mate, I've been part of a rugby league team? <laughs> team, team yeah. Teamwork is my life, you know. Yeah, no yeah, problem. Well, he- he said that he he read in my resume that I was a, a rugby league player very early on, and he knew I would work well in a team environment. So, you know, obviously, um, that was that was one of the the good things the that stood out to him. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, nice. Next time on the In Focus Show, we keep the questions rolling and bring to you part two of our interview or a coaching role um i have done junior coaching for touch football and stuff like that so i I do like coaching i would love to step into a coaching role as well you have been listening to mojo sports thank you for your support it is very much appreciated team and I are trying to build something a little different here so everyone's support is very much appreciated continue to support the podcast download subscribe check out our social media channels give us a follow and be sure to tell your friends about Australia's best kept secret this is Mojo Sports